0: God has been so, so very, very good. If we had time to tell you, we'd be here for many, many weeks. If we gave everyone a chance to tell how good God has been. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful for the goodness of the Lord. I want to preach to you today. And it's a Jewish word. And you'll understand the meaning. Well, this this is a, this is a deep church. You guys probably already heard the sermon 101 times already. But I'm going to use the sermon title. It's a Jewish word. It's simply called d'ayenu, and I'm going to talk to you about what that word means. And in full disclosure, you know, Gene and I, you know, it sounds silly to say, you know, we live, you know, we live together because we're married. One goes with the other, just in case there's a quiz. But um, I don't really talk about bishops. <laughs> like, thank God. <laughs> um, I don't really talk about what I'm going to preach, you know, before we come to service. So uh, everything Gina said is what I'm about to preach about. So really, we just go home right now, but I'm going to still go ahead and preach anyhow. But it's this notion, you'll understand what dayenu means in just a minute. But God has perfectly orchestrated, ordained, and aligned this service according to his will. And I'm so excited to see what God's going to do today. What he's going to do at the 11 o'clock and what he's going to do at 2.15 in Spanish. This is a God day today. Not only is it a good day, this is a God day. Amen. Father, speak your word. Plainly, clearly, so that we can understand what thus saith the Spirit of the living God. Open our ears to hear, our hearts to receive, and our minds to discern what thus saith your word. And confirm it with signs, miracles, and wonders. And Father, may we be careful today to thank you for every step and everything you've done. We don't take the moving of your Spirit for granted. We don't take it lightly. Thank you. Thank you so much that heaven would visit the earth... Would visit people like us and dwell amongst us in the midst of our praise. We give you the honor and the glory. In Jesus' mighty name and everybody said, Amen. Amen. You could be seated in the presence of the Lord, giving God a praise if you want. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. I want to preach to you from this topic or this subject of Dayenu. There is without a doubt, a lot that we need to be grateful for, even in this season, and in this move of revival that God's doing in this house today, and in these last several weeks. And we recognize that everything God's doing, He didn't have to do it. He chose to do it. God chose. We talked last week about the spirit of adoption, that God chose us. God is choosing to bless us. He's choosing to send His glory here. And even this very day, this very day as simplistic as it sounds was orchestrated ordained and commanded by the lord god it wasn't an alarm clock that woke you up it wasn't your wife kicking you that woke you up it wasn't a dog barking that woke you up it wasn't a baby screaming from a nursery that woke you up it was the mercy of god that said this day is for you I got something in this day for you and I'm choosing to wake you up and I'm choosing to let you live through this because of what I have ordained and commanded for your life the issue that and and, and this is a long term this is a everyday every year kind of battle is learning how to be spoiled by the father yet not take the spoiledness of the father for granted i got to learn to live in blessing yet not take it for granted i got to learn to live in expectation yet not look uh, down upon what he's already done. Gina talked about it, that we're in this perpetual race and chase for more. And sometimes we get so enamored with what's next that we forget what he's already done. And so there has to be this balance where I can be grateful for what he's done yet expectant for what he's about to do. And I got it. It's, it's, it is a fine line, but I can't be so enamored by what he did that. I don't look for what he's going to do, but I can't be so taken by what he's going to do, that I forget what he's already done. So I'm in this fine line of yesterday, today, and forever. The good news is he happens to be the good, the God of yesterday, today, and forevermore. So I'm right in this this spot. Um, I used to have. I love Christmas. I love birthdays. I like. Giving gifts. My favorite thing is to be Santa, and not because I'm gaming a little COVID way. I just I like being the gift giver. I rather be the gift giver, than, and and that's not like some. I I, re, I enjoy it. I enjoy watching the 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 delight, the, the the acrobats, the everything that my kids do when when I give them gifts. And one of my kids in particular, and I won't say which one, but my daughter, uh, when we would when she was little you'd give her a gift and I mean that girl would squeal I mean just light up and just the faces and the squealing and she would I mean she loved the bow as much as she loved the wrapping paper as much as she loved the gift and it didn't matter what you gave her she's very dramatic Gina will tell you she is extra drama Michael, I love you but you drama Michael would open the gift and anything you give her she could she should be in drama by the way Michael, since you're going to high school next year she could cry on command. She'd open the gift in all. I mean, it didn't matter what it was. <gasps> Thank you. Thank you so much. I mean, it would just, and I mean, like, it would provoke me to want to go 20 more, buy 20 more presents because I like that. I'm not going to lie. I don't like teenage drama, but I like little girl drama. I like that. I mean, it was a show. You'd think I gave her a $1,000 gift. It was from Five and Below. We love you, Five and Below. I'm not dissing you right now, but I'm saying it was a cheap gift. But she would treat I'd come home from being out of the country, and I'd come with like a 25-cent little doll made out of straw. You would have thought I gave her the most expensive American girl doll. Her reaction to what I did would provoke me to want to do more. But it wasn't just her gratitude it was after this big show she'd look at me she'd say daddy what else (laughs) and her what else would provoke me and say baby hold up and I mean like I'm not at this point I'm just making stuff up I'm finding anything I can wrap up to bring it to her because her expectation her anticipation of expectation provokes me to want to do more when I see how much she delights in what I do for her, and when I see how much she delighted and was thankful for what I was giving her, it provoked me to want to do more. Because it wasn't a, is there anything else? It was a, oh, is there any, I mean, this is incredible. There can't be anything else, can there? And it make me want to say, but wait, there's more. and your heavenly father he loves to bless his children he loves to be good to his children. He loves to favor his kids. He loves to give gift to his kids. He loves to see you prosper. He loves to bless you. He loves to give you victory. He loves to slay your giants. He loves to make your enemies your footstool. He loves to do good things for you. But you know what provokes him to want to do more? Your attitude of gratitude, of thankfulness that says, wow. Look, I was sick, but you healed me. I was struggling, but you blessed me. Oh, wow. And not this, and not just the thankfulness, but when your thankfulness turns into the faith that says, "Oh my goodness, God, if you could do this, what else?" you do or better yet said what else can't you do if you sealed me one time I know you can do it again if you saved me and you set me apart what else can't you do in my life but that faith comes from thankfulness of remembering the goodness of the Lord there are some very prideful Pentecostals not here But in the other church. And I didn't say which one. Because they forgot their testimony. They forget where God brought them from. They forgot... What they were like the day they came to an altar and prayed a sinner's prayer and knelt in an altar and said, Jesus, come and be the Lord of my life. And when we forget that step, when we forget what God did there, it's easy to look down upon the others and say, there's no way that God can save him. There's no way God, there's no way that family will be back. There's no way God can do it. But when you remember that such were some of you, such were some of, I was like that. When you remember and you don't ever forget, then you'll be able to stay grateful. You, 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 if you, if, if, do you remember? I still remember the day I got water baptized. Do you remember the day you got water baptized? My dad had had a back injury. My dad was bivocational when he started the church in Chicago. And he worked at a bank and he was pastoring the church full time. And God baptized me in the Holy Ghost, November the 24th, 1988. I was eight years old at the time when God baptized me in the Holy Ghost. And I wanted to get in the water and get baptized. But my dad had had a back injury and he couldn't baptize anybody. And I wanted my dad to baptize me. And so my dad was wearing a, a back brace. He had been in the hospital. He couldn't baptize anyone. And then I remember we were in a service, ironically, right here in Houston. Houston. My dad was preaching for a childhood friend of ours. He was preaching uh, in, in a church here in Houston and my dad was praying for the sick when all of a sudden the spirit of the Lord. I'm just I'm just telling you what I remember about God. The spirit of the Lord hit my dad while my dad was praying for the sick, and I still, as a nine year old kid, can remember looking at the at, at the at the platform. I almost called it a stage, but at the platform when my dad, I just saw my dad just start going like this, like like there's a, a phrase in Spanish como verdolaga en playa, which means like a piece of seaweed. I just saw my dad going like this, and and in the middle of the service he turned around and undid his shirt, took. The the back brace off, took it, and he chucked it in the air when God instantly healed him. And he said, we're going home and you're getting baptized. I remember my baptism because not only did I get baptized for the remission of my sins, but God healed my dad just a few weeks ago. I don't ever want to forget what God did for me. I don't ever want to forget that day, November the 24th, 1988, when I was in an altar in Addison, Illinois, on this side of the altar, and my mother was standing on one side, and my Sunday school teacher was standing on the other side in an all-night prayer meeting the day before things. Thanksgiving When they prayed me through to the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I don't want to remember that. I don't want to forget that time I got so drunk in the spirit. I know it sounds old fashioned, but I remember I got so drunk in the Holy Ghost. 1996, Lefkin, Texas. I was at a camp meeting. We were so drunk in the Holy Ghost. How drunk were you? We were so drunk. They had to pick us up and carry us to the bus and put us on the bus and help us into the hotel room because we could hardly walk and we could hardly talk English because we were so drunk in the Holy Ghost. There's a reason I'm taking you down memory lane. I remember we're in this city. Gene and I had a doctor's appointment to go to yesterday and I had to go to some streets I hadn't been to in three and a half years I remember in this city three and a half years ago when I had to live through the very valley of the shadow of death but I went back to those streets yesterday not depressed, not downtrodden not a victim but I went in more than a conqueror. I walked down those same streets as a victor and I can say death where is thy sting? grave, where is thy victory? because God has been so good to me I remember all of those years, and that leads me to what this word "daienu" means. And I'm getting to the close of my sermon, kinda. Because if there's anyone that ought to have a daienu praise, a daienu praise, it's those of you and I who have had an experience with Jesus Christ. the 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 The, the, the word "daienu" is the title of a Hebrew hymn, and it simply means it would have been. Enough. That's what Dayenu means. It would have been enough. All Hebrew songs, everything has a meaning. You know, there's there's more than just lyrics to it. So the purpose of the song and the word Dayenu is to celebrate each step towards freedom as if it was the complete story. So it's the story of the Israelites leaving Egypt. And every line of the hymn Dayenu is celebrated as if it was the complete story. So that means... And what they teach the Israelites, what they teach the Jewish people is that if you're unable to celebrate every step of the journey, you'll never appreciate the journey. So you have to learn to celebrate every step of how, of where God found you and where he took you to. That's what Dayenu means. It means it would have been enough. So the first verse of the hymn goes like this. Had God brought us out of Egypt and not divided the sea for us... Dayenu, which means it would have been enough. Had God divided the sea. But not permitted for us to cross on dry land. Dayenu, it would have been enough. Had God permitted us to cross on dry land. And not sustained us for 40 years in the desert. Dayenu, it would have been enough. Had God sustained us for 40 years in the desert. But not fed us with manna. Dayenu, it would have been enough. Had God fed us with manna. But not given us the sabbath. Dayenu, it would have been enough. Had God given us the Sabbath, but not taken us to Mount Sinai, Daienu, it would have been enough. Had God brought us to Mount Sinai, but not given us the Torah, Dayenu, it would have been enough. Had God led us into the land of Israel, but not built for us a temple, Dayenu, it would have been enough. Had God built the temple, but not sent prophets, Dayenu, it would have been enough. And had God sent prophets, but not made us a holy people, Dayenu. And then the last line says, and for all of these things alone and together, we say, knew It would have been enough I want you to think about that song As it applies to you Had Jesus saved me And not done anything else knew It would have been enough Had I gotten baptized in water But never experienced the Holy Ghost knew It would have been enough Had he baptized me in the Holy Ghost But I would have never known as Jehovah Rapha the healer knew It would have been enough Had I known him as the healer But never known him as provider knew. It would have been enough. But it was your gratitude along the journey that provoked God to say, I'm not giving you one step. I'm taking you on a walk in goodness and mercy and favor and blessing. And you're not going to just know one side of me. You're going to know me in the fullness of my glory and the fullness of my resurrection. And you're going to have goodness and mercy follow you. But I tell God, if you don't do one more thing for me, dayenu, it's better been enough. Give them praise in the house. I'm in this place. Where I don't want to be so spoiled with God that I forget my Dayenu praise of being able to say it would have been enough. If there is no next week for me, Dayenu, it's been enough. If you don't bless one more thing I preach, Dayenu, it's been an incredible ride. God, if this is as good as it gets, this is incredible. I didn't even deserve what you've done, Dayenu. So I live thankful, but I'm expectant. I'm expectant. I'm spoiled. I want to be spoiled in a good way. I want to be spoiled where I say, Dienu. But what else you got? If you don't, that's okay if you don't. But what else you got over there? You want to baptize the president and the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues? That'd be all right with it. What what, what else you got for me? I mean, we've lived through some crazy stuff this year. And you've sustained us. And you've blessed us. And you've prospered us. And if this is all it's going to be, dayenu. But I'm curious, what else you got behind the back curtain of, hurt of heaven? Because I just feel like there's one more blessing. There's one more touch of God. I just feel like there's something else God's going to do. Because he saw the attitude of his people. And when you had a right to complain, when you had a right to give up, when you had a right to do all of that, you didn't do that. You said, God, it's been enough. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And your gratitude has provoked heaven to say, but wait there's more give them praise in the house musicians you can come because I actually surprisingly am coming to a close three Hebrew children wouldn't bow down in a fiery furnace with the risk of death but they marched right in with a new praise they said our God will deliver us and if he doesn't Daniel prayed his way into a lion's den and essentially said Paul and Silas sang at a jail cell and essentially said Dayenu. But it was the praise of Dayenu. It was the attitude of saying, this if you did nothing else, this has been enough that provoked God to say, it's, this is better than a TV infomercial at one in the morning when you think you're about to get a good deal and then the announcer comes on and says, but wait, there's more. If you order in the next ten minutes, we'll double it. I hear the Father say, tell my people today, but wait, there's more. I'm going to give them the former and the latter reign together. I'm going to send a blessing that will restore the years that the cankerworm and the locusts have eaten away. But wait, there's more in me because their thankfulness and their gratitude has provoked my favor to descend on the earth. Would you praise Him one time? First Thessalonians five and eighteen. Says, in everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. In everything give thanks. In everything. In pandemics. In politicization. Politici- oh, I can't even speak English today. When they try to make everything political. Forgot my English today. Lord help me, Jesus, touch (laughs) me. When fear mongering is the, the name of the day. When all hell rises up against you. Give thanks. For this is the will of God. It's the will of God. Because it's not what's coming against you that we're thanking God for. It's His sustaining power while I'm living through it that I'm giving thanks for. That a thousand fall at my side and 10,000, but it doesn't touch me. I give thanks to God because he has protected and sustained. I I don't understand. That doesn't mean I understand every step of the way. But I understand who's in control of every step. Would you stand with me in this house today? When I was, and I I close with this, when I was first starting the church in Virginia, we didn't have a lot of money and I was leaving for the office one morning to go get my sermon ready and I went to 7-Eleven to get a coffee and I decided to get some donuts for the kids and take them back home. When I pulled up to the house with donuts, you'd have thought I brought manna. All three of my kids were jumping, twirling, backflips. Made me concerned, like, are they not eating in the house when I'm gone? I mean, like, this is like this is too much. I mean, it was a show for donuts. Well, the donut show... Made me feel so good, I decided, I'm going to bring them donuts tomorrow. So the next day, I went back to 7-Eleven. I got donuts. I came home, rang the doorbell. Kids come running. Binkies hanging out. I mean, diapers. I mean, just, I mean, it's like, you know, it's like, like, like we're doing a deal. They're like, you got the stuff? <laughs> donuts. I mean, they went bananas. Oh, donuts. Daddy, you love us. Wow. And when I saw their reaction, it provoked me to want to do more. So the third day I went to 7-Eleven, I got donuts, Bishop, I got Slurpees. I said, if they did that for donuts, what will they do for Slurpees? So when I came home the next day, the kids, they were waiting at the door. Now they're just waiting. Hands tucked in their, you know, the side of their pull-ups and... Got binkies hanging out like they're cigarettes, like they're a mechanic at the shop. And I, they, you got the donuts? I'm like, yeah. I mean, I'm not even out of the car yet. They're, you know, through the screen door. You got the donuts? Like, yeah. But wait, there's more. What? And I pulled out the slurpees. Good God, holy ronin down the aisle. I mean, just holy ronin at the front door. So the next day, I said, I'm gonna do more. So I got the donuts. I got slurpees. I got candy and I got chips. And when I came home, they weren't, in, they weren't inside. They were waiting on the front porch. All three of them. And I pulled up and I said, did you do it again? I said, yes, I did. And there's more. I gave them the donuts and the Slurpees and the chips and the candy. And I mean, we had a time. And by that time, it's four days into it. I'm broke. I have no more money. But their expectation... Or their, their attitude made me want to do something good for them. So I thought, what could I do for them? Because I can't go buy all the stuff. I've run out of money. What can I do? And I said, it was the donuts that started this whole thing. So I said, if I can't do anything, at least I'll come home with donuts. So I come home on the fifth day and I got the donut. And at this point, they're not even standing. They're just sitting in the driveway. I mean, they're just like, you know, like, you're late. Where's the stuff? And I came out and I said, "They said you got it." I said, "Yes, sir." Here it is. And they said, "Uh, "Where's the other stuff?" Now, don't judge my kids, by the way. They're like, "Ooh, Suarez, your kids are spoiled." They said, "Where's the other stuff?" I'm like, "No, there's no, there's just, there's just donuts today." They're like, "Are we in trouble? Like, did we do something wrong?" Because they had gotten so used to getting more and more and more and more that they forgot how to be thankful when it was just donuts. So this is, this is and I know this may be a strange way to kind of conclude at least these four weeks of the revival. The revival doesn't end with me. You're in a spirit of revival. It has nothing to do with me. This is, this is a special visitation of God for this church, by the way. You have an incredible, don't miss next Sunday. Next Sunday, there's going to be a strong, I feel it in my spirit. There's a strong touch of healing that's coming next week. The world needs to hear what's going to happen in Inspired Church next week. It's going to be very, very powerful. But the key to sustaining this move of God, Inspire, I said everything I said, I guess to really just say this. The key to sustaining this, because I don't want this to go away. The key to sustaining it is being as grateful for what God did when it was just donuts As you are when it's donuts and Slurpees and chips and candy and glory and more and more. You got to learn how to say, Lord, if it's just you and me in your presence. If it's just you and me and the Holy Spirit, if it, if if that's all it is, Father Dayenu, it's been enough, Lord. I want to I want to learn how to stay grateful when it's just the basics of my Christianity, as I am when you send a deluge of blessing and favor over me, because gratitude is the perpetual door to more. You stay thankful and there'll always be another door in front of you. You stay honoring, there'll always be another door. But it just starts with staying thankful. As I turn it to Bishop, are we in the same key she was singing in? God is so good. God is so good. God he is so good. he' is so good now I want you to think about one thing and I'm not talking about a house or a car I'm just one basic thing that God has done for you get it in your spirit and sing God is so good. god is so
1: You know I feel the presence of the Lord here to heal today there's somebody in this building if you will just thank God for what he's already done without expectation of anything else the Lord is going to take the next step this has been such an incredible word So would you lift your hands and your voices, and Tracy? Let's sing that one more time. God has been so good. Hallelujah! Yes, you are. a moment ago uh, i felt the lord just speak this to me and and then we're going to receive the offering for our guest but i just felt the lord speak this to to me as a leader and no disrespect to churches that might not be open right now or to people who can't be here because they're uncomfortable so please don't read that into anything that i'm saying it's just some of you have made a decision that you're going to adjust your life to make certain that whatever accommodations that you put in place, God will not be forgotten, that he still is going to be your highest priority. And the Lord said this, I want you to hear the word of the Lord. So I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten. The crawling locust, the consuming locust, and the chewing locust, my great army which I sent among you, and you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you. Somebody's turning the entire situation around right now by their praise and their gratitude. God is going to turn what was meant to be a season of loss into a season of gain. Would somebody lift up your voice and say, thank you because you're restoring. I'm getting it back. I'm claiming the return of everything the enemy stole from me. I want us to sow into this word. And ushers, if you will come forward and get ready. You can pass out the envelopes right now. But how many in this building today are watching by online streaming service? Have not given your heart to God? And this has been a word to you. Maybe you got stuck along the way, right? Right? We've all had that happen where something difficult and challenging occurred and you just couldn't get beyond it You've heard today the secret as to how you can move to the next level You don't have to stay stuck the rest of your life Look at somebody and just say I'm not going to be stuck anymore Would you do that right now? I'm not going to be stuck any longer If you need Jesus in your life, would you raise your hand right where you are? Just raise your hand. God bless you. Hands being raised. God bless you. God bless you, sir. Continue to raise them. God bless you and you and you. Continue to raise them. You and you. God bless you, my dear brother. I've continued to pray for you. God is at work. God bless you. And those of you that are watching uh, today online as well we're going to pray right now and this is how we're going to pray father forgive us of our sins come into our lives save us we surrender to you we lay ourselves upon the altar of sacrifice and say lord take us just as we are we can't save ourselves but we do believe in the atoning and sacrificial death and powerful resurrection of our Lord and Savior. And we claim your salvation now in Jesus' name. From this day forward, you are the Lord of my life. Would you give the Lord a praise across this building and right in your living room, let's praise him. Amen. And if you just prayed that prayer with us, you have taken your first steps as a new believer. But don't stop there. Three other things I would like to ask you to do. Three things that are required of you in Scripture. Number one, I want you to go ahead and be baptized in water. Following the example that Jesus set. And also that his disciples encouraged us to do and that is you be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins and the lovely name of our Lord and Savior the name that is above every name amen Jesus said go into all the world teaching and commanding them to be baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And you come and we will baptize you in the wonderful name of our Lord. Make an appointment with the church. Contact the number that's on the bottom of the screen right now. We've been baptizing. Lord, I feel like there's a bunch of folk that need to get baptized. And we are waiting and ready to help you with that. Number two. Go on and be filled with the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Do not stop where you are. Go on to be filled with the Holy Spirit that you can live the overcoming life. Because it's not I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me that gives us the power to walk out the life of faith day by day. And then number three, become a part of a Bible-believing church. Become a disciple. And you can do that simply by finding a church somewhere that teaches the Word of God in your area. And we've got people tuned in all over the world. But if you live within 15 miles of Inspire Church, we'd love to have you be a member here. And we will join with you in the disciple-making process and teach you the Word of God. And you can be powerful for Christ. Would you give the Lord an applause one more time? Now, the ushers have gone through. I want us to sow into this Word. Has God blessed you today? Is there more coming your way? If you're watching again online... You can click on click on on the links that are on the screen or follow one of the options that they will place there and what you can do is designate the offering to our guest evangelist and we will make certain that all of it gets to him and so with our heads bowed, Father I thank you for the incredible ministry gift that you have sent us today. Pastor Tony and Gina have just been amazing and thank you for the word of the Lord. The revival is not stopping now and we sow into this ministry that this word can be permanent in our heart that there will always be more coming we delight in you because that's the attitude our father has toward us and we thank you for it Lord every good and every perfect gift comes down from the father of lights in whom there is no variableness neither shadow of turning and we give you praise amen ushers or would you wait on the congregation right now Amen. You've already done so? Okay, good. I want Pastor Tony to close this service. I don't know what's getting ready to happen. If you need to be baptized, you let us know before you leave. To all of our first-time attendees, we used to have a, a... Meeting after service, we'd take you into the conference room, those who would come, because I love to meet our guests. We don't want you to be a stranger in a crowd, we want you to feel a part of our family. And so, as we get ready to distance socially in just a, a few minutes after Pastor Tony has prayed, I'll come back and tell you how to do that. I hope to meet you in the lobby. We love you so much. Big virtual hugs to everybody. Don't forget Will forward and Matt Lockett next Sunday. Pastor Tony, come
0: pray. Thank you, Bishop. I'm going to be an evangelist right now. If you've never been water baptized for the remission of your sins, or maybe it was a long time ago and you say, Suarez, I could use a fresh dip in the pool. That's okay. That's okay. When you're water baptized, you are identified with Christ. You go down one way and you come up a new creature. It doesn't even say you come up a new human being. You come up a new creature. Because now you're a heavenly creature. You're made in the image of God. You come out a totally new thing. And if you're here tonight, and you or you're here this morning, you've never been water baptized, or you say... I need, I need to make sure, cause it's been a long time. Is there are anybody here? If that's you, would you wave your hand at me? I see one, two, keep those hands up so I can see it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Any on this side? I already got twelve on this. I feel like I'm doing an auction. Thirteen back there. Somebody will get nervous if it's thirteen. They get nervous. So is there a fourteen in the house? Wave at me if I didn't point at you. I don't know if there's a four. Oh, I did miss you. There's 14 right there. There's at least 14. Cause there might be more that I'm, is there someone else I'm missing? If you are, make sure, like wave two hands if you have to. All right. There's at least 14 that have said they're, 15, praise God. There's at least 15 that have said they're getting water. I think outside, I think somebody ought to give God praise for that. Now, I've gone this, I went this whole service. It didn't say one thing about that nasty virus. Because I decided I'm going to stop talking about it. This is what I tweeted yesterday. And I almost just preached my tweet. But then I decided to do the thing about Dayenu. But yesterday I tweeted. And this is what I felt the Lord say to me. Make sure you mention the name of Jesus more than you mention the name of a virus. According to Philippians 2 and 10. Every knee, including the virus, has to bow at the mention. At the mention of the name of Jesus. So this week, when the media starts talking about that virus, you just look at that media, look at your TV, your computer screen, your phone, and just say, Jesus. You look at your money and say, Jesus. You just start speaking that name. Because that name is the name of the wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting, and prince of peace, Isaiah 9 and 6. And in that mighty name of Jesus... In which you'll be baptized for the remission of your sins. There's also healing power. And there's also the promise of the gift of the Holy Spirit. I have been in awe, Bishop, of how God has moved this the last four weeks. It's very unique because I'm used to being in an altar, working an altar, laying hands. We got catchers and we got cloths and people falling and we put, I mean, I mean, this, we just, we know that. This has been new for me. But it's left me in awe of God because he's showing me, I don't need your hand. I got my hand. I'll touch my people with my own hand. And so this is, I've never done this kind of a prayer this way. But if you're here tonight and this morning and you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, the Bible says, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. If you pinch and it hurts, you qualify for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And if you're here tonight and you say, Pastor Tony. I've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of tongues, but I want it. He said, he'll give it to you. You don't beg for a gift. You don't plead for a gift. You receive the gift. And the Bible says there'll be an evidence of it. You'll speak with new tongues. It doesn't say you'll think in tongues. You'll speak with tongues. Some people get caught up in it, and they 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 struggle because they lift their hands to pray and they start waiting because they think they have to, you know, process in their mind a language that then they. But that's not how you speak with new tongues. And we're not legalists. We're not going to get in your ear in time. Did you do it for ten seconds or ten minutes? And how did you announce? How did you conjugate those verbs? We're not doing all that. That's between you and God. But if you're here today. And you have never been baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of tongues. And you want it. Would you put both of your hands in the air today? I want to pray over you. Keep those hands up if you don't mind. This this isn't going to take 10 minutes. This will be quick. I'm going to pray over you. When I finish this prayer and I shout the word now, I want this entire church to erupt in praise. You start speaking. Hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. And then... Is just it's gonna start it's gonna feel like it's bubbling, and you just start speaking in other tongues as the Holy Spirit gives you the utterance, and it'll be the sign to you that God has baptized you. Come on, the entire church, put your hands in the air. When I shout now, come in loud, musicians, upon the authority of the word of God and the power that is in the name of Jesus. Father, I ask that you baptize this house with the Holy Ghost as you did in the book of Acts, chapter 2. Baptize every heart. Heart. Baptize this entire room. Get ready, people. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, receive ye the Holy Ghost now. Come on. Somebody give him a praise. you in the Holy Ghost. Would you wave your hand at me? Look at those hands that are coming up. Somebody ought to give God praise. The Holy Ghost came to inspire inspired church today. Father, die a new. If this was as good as it gets, it's been enough. Die a new. Thank you for those that are getting baptized. Thank you for those that you baptized in the Holy Ghost. Thank you for those that have been healed. Thank you for those that have been blessed. And for all these things, I say you are good. Somebody give him one more praise today.